This is your no bullshit guide to a happier life. Quick, but not necessarily easy tips to help you to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of your business and your life. My name is Helen Calvert. I'm a coach, a business owner, and a parent, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I do swear occasionally, as the title suggests, so pop in your headphones if I'm not safe for little ears. Ready to go? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to this episode where we are going to be talking about sex. Yep, I'm going there. (laughs) Because if there's one subject around which there is an enormous amount of bullshit, it is sex. (laughs) I think especially where women are concerned, although I suspect men have their own um, sets of nonsense around the subject, but it comes from a slightly different angle. But let's not, uh, let's not, you know, stereotype. We all have our hang-ups, 100%. We all have our concerns and our worries, and we all need it and hopefully enjoy it. So (laughs) let's dig in (laughs) and see where we get to. The first thing I want to say about sex, and I really am sort of just jumping in here because there's no real linear progression to my thoughts on this subject. It's just things that I think are really important to say. So the first thing I'm going to say is that who you are with if you are in a sexual partnership, if you're having sex with another person, who you are with and what you are thinking about in order to turn yourself on and reach orgasm are most of the time two different things. So let's dispel that little myth first, because I know growing up, I thought that you fancied someone and you thought, oh, they're attractive, they're hot, I'd like to have sex with them. And then you had sex with them. And the mere fact that they were naked in your bed and doing amazing things to your body, although they weren't that amazing when I was younger, obviously, but, you know, doing amazing things to your body would mean that, oh, the you know, the earth would move and it would be the most incredible experience and just their mere presence would do the job. Now, I hate to break it to any of you out there who aren't aware of this, but our mere presence (laughs) is very rarely enough to do the job for anybody. Um, Most people have fantasies, kinks, triggers, whatever you want to call them, things that they think about, the things they think about when they're on their own to reach orgasm. These are the things that they think about and those are the things that work for them. And just firstly recognising that that is totally fine, normal, necessary, Um, you know, it's not a problem, it's how it is. (laughs) So when we were younger reading the magazines we shouldn't have been reading, reading Cosmo when we were 17 or reading Just 17 when we were 14 or whatever it was we were doing... (laughs) It often used to say in these articles, you know, about 10 tips to a great sex life. And it would say, tell the other person, discuss it, tell the other person what you like. Well, I mean, for a start, I used to think, my God, I'd rather poke my eyes out, to be honest. But I thought that that meant uh, what I like physically. So like, you know, blow in my ears, kiss my neck, 
whatever whatever it is you know tickle my knees whatever it is that that does it for you I thought that's what that meant you tell me what you like and I, I mean I guess it does you know to a certain extent especially if you've got something specific that's really great but actually I've realized that what it means is talk about what's in your head which of course is enormously daunting if you've never done it before and if you're not sure that the person you're with is on the same page as you. (laughs) My experience has been people are usually way more on the same page as you than you imagine they will be. (laughs) Everything I've ever kind of mumbled or quietly suggested or sort of said, I quite like this by the way, the people I've been with have been enormously enthusiastic. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't think it's a problem. But that's what that means. It means, okay, tell me what's in your head and I'll tell you what's in my head and then instead of us both being in our own heads pretending that we're not how about we help each other with those thoughts you know this doesn't have to lead don't panic this doesn't have to lead to some appallingly cheesy role play scenario where somebody says well I like to think about this that and the other and you think oh my god does that mean that's what I have to do (laughs) I mean feel free, you know, feel free, go as far with it as you want. But you absolutely don't have to reveal some kind of kink or fantasy and then buy the costume and (laughs) and make the movie. Sometimes just talking about it, talking about it in the moment, talking about it at other times, finding things that you know the other person will like. Once you know somebody is into a particular thing or theme or visual or whatever, you find a picture of that or something that you know they'll like, you share that with them. I mean, that's so intimate, you know, that's just so intimate. Helping somebody else with their fantasies, with with what does it for them and being a part of it. So not only are you the person they want to be with physically, but you're also the person they want to be with intimately and I guess fantastically in the sense of the word fantasy. (laughs) It'd be fantastic anyway. And texting can be amazing if you are a little nervous, which we all are. I mean, if you're out there and you can just turn to the person next to you and go, by the way, I've had this new fantasy and describe it from top to bottom. I mean, uh, fair play to you because I cannot do that. I generally find that sending a text is the first step. I can say things in writing that I find hard to say verbally. So that can be fantastic. You know, sending text messages, testing things out, you know, um, in a message written down. And it gives the other person a chance to respond in a way they would want to as well. Because if somebody comes up to you and goes, you know, if they've never discussed this stuff before and then they suddenly say, oh, you know, I've had a long-standing fancy about having sex in the car. And, uh, you know, the other person kind of goes, oh my God, my car? Like, you, you just, it's, you don't want someone to respond in the wrong way because that can cause more problems. So if you send a text message, it gives the other person chance to have their reaction, then think it through, then respond with something helpful, <laughs> like, that sounds really interesting. I'd love to explore that more with you. I'll buy some seat covers. (laughs) So it can be a nice way to help everyone get into the idea of discussing these things using texts. It's important to remember as well that fantasies, well, I was going to say they don't mean anything. They do mean something, but they don't mean what's on the surface. There are generally themes to fantasies. For example, um, need, vulnerability, dominance, power, um, urgency, 
validation, comfort, the idea of having no responsibility, the idea of not having to think about things. These are often themes that can create fantasies about things that might be um, a bad idea in real life, might be, you know, a real problem in real life, um, things that you would never ever want to do in real life. But these are the themes that tend to work for us and our mind will take us to where it wants us to go with them. So don't feel as though, oh my goodness, I had this thought and I really liked it. So does that mean I'm going to do this or want that? Or No, it doesn't at all. It means that there is a theme that works well for you and in the privacy of your own head or just in the intimacy of a discussion with a partner, you can explore that. It does not mean that you're going to go and join a dogging club. Feel free if you want to, <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything. All you're going to do is what you're comfortable with, and that's all you ever need to do. Now, at this point, I will say, I was going to say, I'll admit or I'll confess, but actually people who know me know this anyway. This isn't a big confession. <laughs> um, I have done amateur porn uh, in my time. I have recorded audios for um, a subreddit on the Reddit social media site, um, mainly because I came across this brilliant community, really enjoyed what they were doing and wanted to join in because I'm the kind of person who just, you know, dives in feet first or whatever. Um, so I've done that and I've listened to some and I've been a part of this amazing community and therefore I have a real fondness for porn done well and certainly done by amateurs. The whole discussion of exploitation and money making in porn is a discussion for another day, probably not on this podcast. But if you have amateurs making things for their own and other people's pleasure, no money exchanging hands, I have found it's actually one of the most supportive kinds of community. Because it's realism. Nobody is making things that are um, fake. So you get what people really sound like, what people really think about, how long people take to reach orgasm. That's important news, isn't it? Women, we take a little while. Sometimes guys do too, you know? Um, and sometimes we don't, and sometimes they don't. And you find a huge amount of acceptance in these communities as well. And it turns out we all have the same kinks. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't all have the same kinks, but the things that you're thinking about that you're thinking, oh my God, I could never admit to that. Holy hell. Yeah, it turns out like loads of people think the same thing, like the same thing. There are websites for the same thing. You're not alone. You know, you're, I hate to break it to you, but you're not as special as you think you are. <laughs> it's all been done before. It's all been thought before. It's all been supported and accepted before. Um, and it's all, you know, part of a fantastic experience, which is exploring what your body and mind enjoys, because of course the two have to go together. Now, it's such a vital part of life that it really is crazy that we don't discuss it more than we do. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to just be completely open on this podcast. It, it doesn't, being completely open about sex is not a stressful thing for me, <laughs> you may have gathered. <laughs> um, but I think it's really, really important to discuss it the same way we discuss all the other topics. Because how can we be happy, contented, productive, um, calm, confident members of society, business owners, whatever, if we're not having these needs met? 
You know, these needs are so important and yet we have discussions about everything and anything else and then we kind of go, oh yeah, <clears throat> and, uh, and sex, you know, like wink, wink, not judge. Like, no, it's a vital component. It's one of our most basic needs. I think it's really important to talk about. And it's important to talk about the different elements of it as well. Because television will have you believe that it's all, you know, soft lighting and missionary sex. Unless um, unless they want to point out that some woman is feeling particularly empowered, then she might be on top. Ooh, racy. Um, or some guy is exerting dominance, in which case he's probably going to bend her over. Because obviously no woman enjoys being bent over. You know, that's not like a normal part of... Wait, oh, that is a normal part of sex, isn't it? Oh, yeah, thanks, media, for explaining to us that positions have meanings. Yeah, they don't. Everybody has a different way that their body responds and therefore a different position they enjoy. <laughs> um, and yeah, those positions might mean things to you in terms of fantasies as well. Great, have at it. But, you know, you can do what you want. There's no kind of correct way to do these things or the the kind of person who does these things. You know, there's not there's not actually a kind of person who likes to be tied to the bedposts or likes to wear racy lingerie or likes to use, you know, exciting toys. No, every, everybody does that. And, and some people don't, you know. So if you've ever looked at things in sex shops or in catalogues and thought, oh, my God, you know, if I have that, does that mean I have to suddenly have... 80s hair and you know be breathy and be screaming or whatever it might be no you, you just have to be you see what works for you just do you <laughs> um you know you don't suddenly have to become a certain character in order to enjoy all the rich variety that there is out there these days to enhance and and enjoy your sex life you can do it the way you want to do it um and it's important to remember that what you want to do will change over over the course of the month. We've talked about our monthly cycle in terms of our energy and productivity and um, creativity. Obviously, our sex drive changes over the course of the month, um, as do our fantasies, as do our desires, as do what works for us physically. You know, that all changes um, week on week as well. So, you know... You have to kind of, we don't have to do anything, but it's a good idea to be open about that too. You know, yes, yes, last week I really wanted this, but this week is a whole new week. <laughs> My hormones are in a different place. So this week it needs to be all about something else. Um, and as I say, of course, it's difficult to discuss this stuff if you haven't before, but it's so enormously helpful and it can be wonderful to discuss it with the person that you're with, because, of course, then you find out how to really blow their mind and they find out how to really blow your mind. And then it's pretty amazing and well worth the trouble. Um, so I guess just remember that your sexual satisfaction is absolutely your right. And it's also your responsibility. You know, that idea as well of Johnny Depp riding into town and, you know, suddenly awakening all your deepest desires. No, no, you need to know what they are and you need to awaken them yourself. And then if Johnny turns up, then that's great. <laughs> but you take responsibility for enjoying what you need to enjoy. And uh, yeah, have an amazing time. So in the context of our sex lives, until next time. Be excessively kind to yourself and remember to squeeze every last drop of enjoyment out of everything. <laughs>
See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are up. If you identified a mindset block during the episode and would like to work with me one-to-one, you can find out how in the show notes. See you next time.